Hi everyone. I'm Doc. I'm a clinical psychotherapist. And I'm Cece. I'm a professional musician. We're two friends who spend a lot of time unpacking each other's bullshit. And this podcast is a way for us to help you through yours. Welcome to Let's Unpack This. Hi, everybody. On behalf of Let's Unpack This, we want to extend our love, empathy, and support to our fellow Americans, particularly the Black community. We want to make it known that we fully support the Black Lives Matter movement and the need for equal rights for all Americans. We stand with you. And we love you. Okay. Let's dive in. Let's. So, we felt... We had another episode planned. (laughs) We did. (laughs) And it was one we've been waiting to unpack for a while. We wanted you guys to kind of get to know us, but we felt like there are more important things that should be discussed right now. Mm -hmm. So we'll save that that episode for another day. Yeah. We've taken a little bit of a break, taken some time and space for ourselves, and then a lot came to the forefront in our country. And it was you know, perfect timing for us to record and Mm -hmm. come up with all of the things that we have to say and show also our support. Right. Um, yeah, let's, let's fucking dive in. (laughs) It's been a week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm exhausted. Yeah. How are you feeling? I feel today. I feel okay. Mm -hmm. I've had some emotional days um, you know, it's like a day at a time, mm-hmm. um, like a couple hours at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, like last week, yeah, it's been a roller coaster. That's the only way I can really <laughs> describe it. And to clarify for any future listeners that have no idea what we're talking about, we are currently in June of 2020, still in the midst of a global pandemic from COVID-19, which is a form of coronavirus. Um, Still unsure really where we lie in terms of quarantine. Um, And now we are also in the midst of the largest civil rights movement in history. Mm. What a time to be alive. So how did all all of this come to be? How did we get here? Should we start with that? (laughs) <laughs> we got here. So we, yeah, for that's great for future listeners who are like, what the hell are they talking about? Yeah, why um, do they sound so depressed? Yeah, so on May 25th, um, George Floyd was during arrest in Minneapolis, Minnesota, um, you know, due to police brutality. Um, he died of the result of that. And since then... There have been protests in response to that among, you know, many other African-Americans in this country that, Mm -hmm. you know, have died at the hands of the police. And um, it's (laughs) there are so many layers to this issue. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, growing up in a in a position of privilege, a lot I'll speak for myself, Mm -hmm. you know. We, we don't really get exposed to all of this mm-hmm. as we should. And, and um, like a lot of people th- like are like, this isn't real. This isn't happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been happening. This isn't the first instance where this has happened with the police. And um, it's opening a lot of people's eyes. Mm-hmm. And it's not opening some people's eyes. Right. Because they refuse. Right. Um so as a mental health professional whose job is to advocate for all human beings um it is my duty to speak up and and teach others about and and use just using this particular issue of racism and white privilege about this um it's also i just believe personally my duty as a human being Mm -hmm. to speak up on behalf of other human beings who have a harder time being seen, heard, and understood. Right. And 
this particular civil rights movement is not the first in our history. Um, I think what a lot of people are in a lack of understanding of is that racism has been going on for 400 years. Um, Millions of black Americans have been either hurt by us, killed by us, segregated by us, ostracized by us, um, not been able to receive the same privileges and rights as we and or myself, a white person, has. Mm-hmm. And what I'm finding in the over the course of my career and particularly this week is that so many of us, in particularly particularly white people, um, have very little understanding of American history. Yes. And very little understanding of the reality that is presently occurring. We have just scratched the surface. Yeah. Um, you know, something I heard a lot this week was, I can't believe this is still happening. Or this is happening again. It never stopped. Right. You know, if if you are unaware of the fact that racism runs so deeply in every system of our government, of our society, mm-hmm. of our culture, then I'm just going to say it, it's, it comes down to plain ignorance. Yes. Um, and, you know, living in areas where it may not be as overt as in your face then it comes down to a lack of having educated ourselves Mm -hmm. on what happens outside of our small little reality yes um so i i have tons to say about this and where i'm trying to keep it today is this that caring about another person's life is not a political issue it's a human one and the fact that I have had to convince so many people the last seven days that caring about another person's life is of importance has been highly disturbing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been exhausting. It's been draining. At the end of the day, what this comes down to in very simple terms is the fact that we still do not look at one another with the love and empathy that we're supposed to. Right. That we don't treat each other equally in the way that we're meant to. Mm -hmm. That we don't figuratively and literally hold the hands of our fellow human beings that we walk this earth with and breathe this air with in the way that we need to be. And... For the people that are complaining that this is still happening, well, it's going to come down to us to make that change. The thing I've noticed is that, unfortunately, well, obviously, Mm -hmm. the only people that are saying that are white people. Yeah, because we're not experiencing it. (laughs) Right. It's, it's, I, I feel for you because I'm not in your field and I'm drained just by the general public Mm -hmm. I find myself looking around and we were just talking about this earlier and and just really like at the root of it not I I don't understand how why this is so divisive Mm -hmm. like I can't see how another person could not understand that this is not about politics this is not about your idea of what the world should like this is simply about like looking at your fellow human Mm -hmm. being Mm -hmm. and being able to see that they're not treated the way that you are Mm -hmm. as a white person yeah and and i and i've had to like understand that like i i can speak up and i will and Mm -hmm. i have been but like for my own mental health, I've had to realize that, like, I'm not going to change everyone's Mm-mm. idea of, of this. Mm-hmm. It's sad. It's very sad, like, when I realize that, like, there's family that I have, friends that, like, that, and they're, like, 
well, we can still like be friends. And it's like, but you don't see like everybody as a human being. Like, Mm -hmm. and it's cool. Like that's, that's it. Mm -hmm. I think a good way to start off this is to maybe talk about the things that we've been seeing this week. So, and hearing, um, and then speaking to them. So a lot of the things that I've been hearing this week are a couple I already alluded to. Um, and this comes from the people that I work with and then people in my personal life. Right. Um, and I've consistently been hearing out of the mouths of, you know, people I've been encountering. And this has gone on over the course of my career, not just this past week, but um, a few different things. One is, well, I, again, I don't know why this is still happening. I can't believe this is still happening. You know, I'm not racist. Like, I don't understand why everyone else, like, like why this is still a thing. And I think one of the most important things that I had to learn in my training in cultural competency is that as a white person who has benefited from white privilege. Um, yes, whether we like to admit it or not, it, that's the, yep. fact, the mm-hmm. fact of it. Yeah. One is... I can never pretend to understand that I have any idea what a person of color has encountered or experienced, especially at the hands of white people. Um, And to say that I have white privilege comes down to the simple fact that, like, I'm white. and I've benefited from the systems in our country um, that do put white people at an advantage. And that's just a fact. Like, that's not even an opinion. No. That is just laid out in literally the laws of our fucking country. And the reason why this keeps popping up is because we have been going off laws that have been set in place for decades. Decades and decades and decades. The last time anything was put into place regarding rights for black Americans was in the 60s. Right. That was God knows how many fucking decades ago. It's 2020. There's a reason why these things keep occurring because our system doesn't work. Right. Like the way that the system was built didn't work before and it's still not working today. And that yes is a political issue, but then it also comes down to the human issue that we don't educate ourselves and we don't become aware of what actually goes on in our country, mm-hmm. you know? And so what I've been hearing a lot of in terms of like, well, like, you know, I'm not, I may not be overtly racist, Right. But I've had to, again, as a professional, come to understand that I have been covertly racist. Yeah. Based off of my conditioning, what I have observed, what I've been taught growing up and now living um, in a predominantly white area. The racism that I see out of my own eyeballs is very systemic Mm -hmm. versus, you know, it being overtly expressed. And looking at how I have contributed to that Mm -hmm. or you know, have also benefited from white privilege and becoming aware of, like, where I actually, like, fall in this. Yes. And and being able to humble for myself, mm-hmm. humble myself and say, yes, like, I have been racist. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know. Right. And we don't know what we, what we don't know until we know. Yeah. And then the, at that point, and, and that's going to be the the thing that we have to look forward to now is like continuing to to see these things in ourselves and others mm-hmm. and and to do better mm-hmm. like just because you may have never uttered the n-word mm-hmm. out loud or to a black person does not mean that you are in fact not racist right and the point is in all of this is to learn how to become anti-racist mm-hmm. so you know, one, it's it's acknowledging, like, where we may fall into this and where we may have fallen short and maybe where we could be doing a better job at educating our own selves, you know, listening and learning from the experiences of people of color um, and learning how we can do differently. Right. But so much of – when you and I have talked about this in other ways and previous episodes, you know, so much of, like <laughs> – how human beings work and our brains work is trying to stay stuck in what we know Mm -hmm. and not stepping out of our comfort zone out of just pure fear. 
Yeah. And so, so much of what I've been hearing and seeing this week, it's just people not wanting to see any change because of fear of how it's going to affect them. How, how, how does that work? Like, how does that apply to this? Like fear? <sighs> Our good friend fear. Um, I mean, it applies I mean, to everything. Yeah. Fears at the root of this entire, this, I mean, this entire, the response people's thing. response to. Yeah. It. Um, well, I mean, it, it, fear is what drove slavery mm-hmm. in the beginning of all of this 400 years ago. Like I see somebody that looks different. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. I don't know how that can affect me. I don't know how that might threaten me. So I'm going to enslave them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to kill them. I'm going to get rid of them. I'm going to control them. them. Power. Yeah. Have mm-hmm. power over them. And we're still doing that today outwardly and inwardly. And that's where people right now with their responses when they're pushing against them of, you know, again, making this a political issue, you know, turning around from Black Lives Matter to All Lives Matter. We know All Lives Matter. Well, actually, if you believe that, you probably wouldn't be fighting against it. Yes. So let me just... Because All Lives Matter... Anyway. Yes. Um, and that's <laughs> and not if the... All Lives Matter, then in fact, Black Lives Matter. Yeah. So like, what are you saying? Yeah. Like, please shut the fuck up. But anyway... <laughs> well wait let's sidebar so let's just cover that so for anybody who has the thought well like yeah black lives matter but like all lives matter like if you think that take a second to realize that that is like that's not what we're we're doing here Mm -hmm. like the issue is not about all lives right now Mm -hmm. the issue is that black lives are at risk Mm -hmm. they're in danger Mm -hmm. and for us, the reason why we're speaking out about this is because we have privilege and we have a responsibility mm-hmm. to join in in this and say, like, this is important. Black lives matter. Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up. Yes, we know all lives matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, by us saying black lives matter is not saying then that white any ma- other life outside of that matter. doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Hello. <laughs> like, and that's another very common um What's the word I'm looking for? That's a really, really common way of thinking in our culture is all or nothing thinking. Mm-hmm. And yeah. one, it's not realistic whatsoever um, to think in those ways. Right. But it doesn't mean that because we're saying then therefore, okay, black lives matter, that we're negating everybody else, that we're negating, you know, police that are good or we're negating white people or we're negating any other people of color. Right. Like, we're not saying any of that. But black lives have been in danger at the – Literally, at the hands of us white people yes. for four centuries. And this is just in our country. So, yeah, that's what the movement is right now. Mm-hmm. Just like there have been plenty of other movements going on. many other things. Yeah, that we have focused on something in particular. Like when we had, oh my gosh, when we had, you know, the movement for women. Mm-hmm. I mean, how fucked up would that be if people were like, well, men also, like, well, actually, they were actually, actually that's a thing that literally kidding, have that happened. Happen. Um, and that wasn't the point. There's a couple other meta- really good metaphors that I've seen this past week. And, uh, and of course, I'm not going to be able to remember off the top of my head, but it, but there was another one relating to the protests. Mm-hmm. It just blows my mind that, like, people aren't like, yeah. At the, at the least, like, yes, Black Lives Matter. Like, just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Why is there an argument? This should not be something that you feel you need to argue. So when this has come up, do you have something you yeah. want to say? Go ahead. I pulled up what you, what you what said What I was earlier. thinking about. Um, so a couple examples speaking to that, you know, were like when the Boston Marathon was bombed, mm-hmm. right? And everyone put out Boston Strong. People weren't like, well, all cities are strong. You know, like when the Las Vegas shooting happened, stand with Vegas. Nobody was like, well, stand with New York, too. Okay, go fuck yourself. And have you ever seen someone ever counter, you know, if someone's like, oh, you know, I struggle with breast cancer and being like, well, what about colon cancer? That's how fucking stupid you sound. Yeah. Um, But for some reason, it turns into this inclusive thing, which is so funny because that's the exact problem that you aren't being inclusive yes. 
but you're going to make this inclusive because you feel threatened Mm -hmm. or you feel left out or you feel like you can't have something be about you for once. Yes. Like the responses that I have been hearing and seeing, and I know you can relate, have been rooted in such self-centeredness that I have had a stomach ache. Yeah. Yes. Consistently. Yeah. Um. It's not about discrediting or diminishing any other group. We're not trying to take away from anybody else or put down anybody else. At least I can only speak for you and me in this. Yeah, yes. We're not do that's not the point of this, but the point is to right now with this particular civil rights movement to highlight black lives because they are the ones that are continuing to be killed over and over and over again. And if you think that George Floyd is the only person to have been killed in a long time, then you really need to do some fucking research. It's, it's coming down to just plain ignorance and plain lack of understanding of what actually occurs in our country in our own backyards, whether you see it with your own eyes or not. Yes. And this is the time, it is time for, for us to all to like listen and learn mm-hmm. and watch and do, and do our due diligence to like learn the things that maybe we've missed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like take a little bit of time out of, uh, I'm going to speak for myself, out mm-hmm. of my privileged day. Mm-hmm. Like I do deep dives on the internet about the dumbest shit. You know what I mean? Regularly. <laughs> So, like, how about I take some time, you know, and mm-hmm. um, it's it's our responsibility at this point to learn about these things mm-hmm. and to educate ourselves because the change comes from us mm-hmm. as white people. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. if we don't change the way that we see the world, this is going to perpetually continue. Yeah. This behavior. No matter what changes in the government, with politics, like, mm-hmm. we have to change in our hearts the way that we view other people and the way that we treat other people. Yeah. And, you know, if for those complaining about this going on right now, when this happens again and you haven't done anything to change anything about it mm-hmm. internally or externally, externally, I'm not, I'm not going to fucking listen to it. No. Like... You know, and I think it's important to acknowledge that, like, it's not our fault how we were taught. Mm -mm. It's not our fault how we were taught in our homes because this does start at home. Um, It's not our fault how, you know, a lot of the incorrect information we were taught in school about our history. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not our fault, any of that. But as an adult, (laughs) it is my responsibility to learn differently. Yeah. And to, you know, try to look outside of my own little bubble. Yeah, and be okay with being uncomfortable mm-hmm. with that. Because these are tough topics. You know, it's it's devastating enough that this is an issue. Mm-hmm. But then when you look at, for, for myself, when I look at how my friends and family around me react to it is Mm -hmm. a whole other layer Mm -hmm. you know like it's devastating enough that these people are losing their lives and being treated unfairly so i think like you said like you've had a stomach ache all week like yeah it's uncomfortable Mm -hmm. we're dealing with with you know feelings about something that's awful and i feel like it's a learning process. Like we, like I, I was just saying this earlier and I might've said it already, like be okay with like saying like, I didn't know, or I still don't know. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning and I'm mm-hmm. trying to do better. I'm trying to be better. Yeah. Um, cause we're not going to get it right. A hundred percent of the time. Yeah. Like just because you may, and this is something I've also seen a lot of, like just because you may feel guilty about not knowing or about not being, um, you know, well-versed mm-hmm. in what prejudice is, what racism is, what, right priv- what white privilege is, um, and how this threads in, you know, through all of our various systems, because you may have not spoken up before, that you may have benefited from white privilege. Like, instead of letting that guilt or that shame or that fear um, drive you to continue to do nothing... 
I encourage you to just try to step over it and just do differently Mm -hmm. because this will keep happening. It's going to be a long time. Like, let's say that even every single person in America was able to just like quickly change their hearts and their minds and get on the same page with this human issue. Mm -hmm. It would still take some time because we then have to change it within our political system. (laughs) Right. Which is run a lot of white men. did you want to talk about the difference between those things you listed privilege and sure so because it is easy to like yeah so white privilege it means that we actively benefit from the oppression of people of color mm-hmm. so um that comes down to like even just being how we are represented in the media right um the products we use uh, inherited power and wealth. Um, no one questions my citizenship. No one questions what I'm doing. I have never had to be afraid walking down the street and being um, questioned um, regarding my skin color, questioned why I'm doing something because of my skin color. I have never had to worry about not getting into college or graduate school or my PhD program because mm-hmm. of the color of my skin. I have never had to worry about um, being pulled over and then questioning me because of the color of my skin Mm -hmm. that's white privilege um i have never had to worry about being looked at in a certain way because of the color of my skin Mm -hmm. um then we get down to what racism is and the difference between racism and prejudice um Privilege is also something, by the way, when we think something's not a problem because we aren't affected personally, like I was bringing up earlier. Yeah. Um, and just because we may not have been affected personally um, doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Right. Um, we haven't been affected because we are part of the non-oppressive population. Um, so. Yeah, and privilege so I want to tie this in because we'll talk about a lot of ways that we can mm-hmm. can kind of work against this. But, um, you know, it, ways that I've been trying to, you know, use that privilege. Like we, like I mm-hmm. said, like we can use that privilege to help this movement, um, you know, by voting and by, you know, speaking up. Mm-hmm. And by going to our legislators. Signing petitions. Signing petitions. If you can afford to donate money, Mm -hmm. now's the time. Mm -hmm. You know, like, that is the type of privilege that can be used um, to aid aid this movement. Mm -hmm. Racism is the belief that groups of humans possess different behavioral traits corresponding to their physical appearance. And then, therefore, can be divided based on the superiority of one race over another. That's what we experience in this country. Bias is prejudice in favor of or against one thing, person, or group compared with another, usually in a way that's considered to be unfair. So you can have bias towards race, gender, physical abilities, religion, sexual orientation, weight, etc. Right. Um, institutional racism, that's the systemic systematic distribution of resources, power, opportunity to benefit people who are white and therefore exclude people of color. Right. So this shows up in our country in pay gap, housing inequalities, um, the disproportionate number of people of color in prison, mm-hmm. environmental injustice, voter suppression, inequalities in schools, food insecurity. Um, prejudice is the preconceived judgment before and without knowledge, thought, or reason regarding an ethnic, racial, social, or religious group. So there's differences in that. Um, then there's the reverse racism that we've been talking about, which is the political myth created by white people in response to affirmative action, um, expression of racial prejudice directed at white people that may hurt the white person individually or personally. But that's what we're trying to say here. Like by trying to move for equal rights for all humans in our country, Mm -hmm does not mean that then white people would have less rights. Right. It, equal rights doesn't mean that you lose your rights. What the fuck? <laughs> like, you know, and that's a lot of, like, going back to the fear part of it, what a lot of people are fearful that I'm hearing. Like, I'm just going off of my experience with what I have been hearing day in and day out 
constantly from white people. It's not all white people. It's just the white people that have been saying these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's all of this fear behind what that's going to mean for, you know, the political system and, you know, the police forces and for them personally and for their jobs. And it's like, I've literally had to say people, one, this isn't about you. Mm -hmm. This is about people of color. This is about black people in America. This isn't about you. And it, by having equal rights for everyone does not take away from any of those things. Right. The whole point is to make things better. Not make them worse. I'm pretty sure they can't get any... Well, maybe they can. But they're like... It's at this bad. point, like, we've hit a pretty low, low. It is. It is low. And we were talking about this earlier. I just want to bring it up real quick. Like, mm-hmm. how, you know, in other times in history, right, during previous civil rights movements, mm-hmm. wars, the Holocaust, you know, <laughs> the genocide of basically all of the Native American people, there must have been, and I'm sure there were people that were like this is fucking crazy what is going on right now like you know the shoes that we're in like i can't believe that people think this is okay i can't believe that actual citizens are watching this happen you know Mm -hmm. or groups of people are watching this happen and agreeing with it because if you look at, at your fellow human and they're being killed and not treated correctly, like this goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like mm-hmm. it's baffling to think that today in 2020 we're in the same position as those people were during those other crises. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's like, how do we move forward as, you know, as humanity as a whole and do better by not making it about us. Right. That's what it comes down to. It's for the first time actually making it about everybody else. Like I'm really, really sick and tired of having to explain to other people that we should care about one another. Like to have to do that and like exert yourself in such a way to like try to convince other people that we should be caring about one another, that we should be holding one another, that we should be trying to keep one another alive. Like, that does not, like, make, like it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But it comes down to not thinking of our own selves anymore. And because for so many people it always comes down to that, that's why we're stuck. Like, it's not... Like, speaking to what you just said, like, the reason why this is still happening is because we've been doing things the same way we've always done them. Nothing's actually changed. You know, like, just because we may not actually enforce slavery today doesn't mean that, like, that much has really changed when it comes down to racism in our country. Right. And segregation, like... Yeah. Hello. Like... Just because, again, you may not see it with your own eyeballs every single day in the way that you may have learned from a fucking history book in Mm -hmm. high school doesn't mean that it is still not as bad. It's as bad. That's why this is happening. Like, that's why we are in the biggest civil rights movement of our entire history. That's how bad it is. Yeah. And there are are some ways that, like, very simple things that we can do to try and make that change happen. Um some of those are like if you see racism or or privilege at play mm-hmm. call it out say something Sit, just speak up don't be like now is not the time to be concerned about hurting people's feelings also now is not the time to wor- be worrying about thinking that you look stupid yeah like that is a lot of what I've also been hearing other people like, well, I don't want to sound stupid. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to sound like I don't know what I'm talking about. Yo, fuck that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and and honestly, also in calling it out, like there have been things that I've seen where like people didn't realize that they were being racist or that mm-hmm. they were, you know, being privileged, acting out of privilege, like. And I've seen people say, like, I didn't know until somebody told me. So in calling somebody out, you're not doing that to embarrass them mm-hmm. or, or, you know, shame them. Like, 
we may have to take the role of teacher in some instances in mm. our life now, like with our mm-hmm. friends and our family, mm-hmm. like, um, and being silent, you're being complicit mm-hmm. by not doing anything, by not speaking up. Yeah. You know, you, when it comes down to it, it quite literally means that we take the side of the oppressor. Yeah. And again, like this is not about calling anybody bad or good. It's not, no no one's saying like you are bad because you're not speaking up or you are bad because you're doing like, again, it is not all or nothing. It never was. It never Mm -hmm. is. And the only reason that we think in terms of that is because we think that if there is such a distinct um, meaning for something, then that'll help us feel more comfortable. Right. But this was never about feeling comfortable. This was never about falling into a certain box. This was never, like, again, we've been trying to do that, and look what's happening. Yeah. Also, I think this is a great time to bring this up. (laughs) My favorite part of this entire thing. With people focusing so much on the violence in the aftermath of certain protests. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Let's break this. We'll go back to the the other tips I had because this is actually important. (laughs) Because I'm like, I was going there. Um, So one, I want to point out this as, you know, a teacher, the way that our media works in our country is that it is very much geared towards creating a universal and collective feeling Mm-hmm. and idea and the way that our media over the years has grown towards is by creating a very scared feeling and a very negative connotation right and what has unfortunately occurred during this particular movement and what has occurred in plenty of other movements is that they're only focusing on what protests look like that may be able to be turned into something negative. Mm-hmm. Now, may I share some enlightenment on the fact that most of the protests in our country that have occurred up until this point have actually been peaceful. Mm-hmm. But in when you watch the news and you watch a ton of <laughs> news, different news media outlets, um, you're going to see really a lot of the looting and the violence. Right. Okay. But here's the thing for all of the people that are focused on that and how horrible that is and how scary that is and how like no one should be using violence and how that's not okay and they don't condone it. Well, if you don't condone violence that much, then I don't know why in any way, shape or form you're totally negating the fact that all of this started from violence. Yes. Like I don't condone looting. I don't condone violence in any way, shape Mm -hmm. or form, but this started with the murder of innocent people and the murder of people based off of the color of their skin. Right. So that started with not just in particular George Floyd and then what this movement turned into, but this also goes all the way back to 400 years ago. So this started with murder. Yes. This is a domino effect that has been occurring, been occurring this entire time. The last fucking domino is the looting, Mm -hmm. but there are all these other dominoes that have occurred before that that have to do with the taking of people's lives. So again, to not be more concerned about the deaths of other people over maybe the potential actions and coming from anger of people in the aftermath of all of this is quite literally keeping yourself in denial of what the real problem is. And how big the problem is. Yeah. Like the problem is so big that it's come to this. Yes. Like you're just keeping yourself stuck. This is a result of these hundreds Mm -hmm. of years of violence and murder. The black population wants to so badly be seen, heard and understood that this is what they've had to do. And again, mind you, most of the protests have been peaceful and some of the looting and, or a lot of the looting and a lot of the violence has not only been by black people. (laughs) Yeah. So I wanted to bring up to that that video I was telling you about mm-hmm. uh, Trevor Noah. Mm-hmm. He was talking about how in society we have this social agreement, right? Mm. That we follow the rules and and we we act accordingly because, you know, 
we want things to go a certain way. We, we work for our money and Mm -hmm. we go buy things at these stores and we support these, these corporations. And and now with the looting, it's reaching this point point where the people who have been oppressed feel like the other end of the agreement has not been met. Mm. You know, they've held up their end of the agreement and it has not been met. Mm -hmm. So now there's no reason to, to abide by this such social agreement. Yeah. I thought that was such a great way to look at it because when you get so desperate that this is what we have to resort to, to mm-hmm. be seen, heard, understood. Like you said, like mm-hmm. this is just a consequence mm-hmm. of these years, like mm-hmm. I said, of murder and violence. And I think, again, going back to what you've been saying about not making about us, it's the same thing with that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's inconvenient. But uh, so is the oppression of your people for hundreds of years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, consider that. Like, yeah. Like, to say that, you know, you might not be able to go to work for a day or it might take you longer to get to work because there are road closures. Right. Or to say that your favorite fucking store in Atlantic City has had a rock thrown through it. I, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't want to get myself too heated. Yeah. But to say that that is what you're focused on, what you're angry about. I just hope that one day you're able to channel that anger to what is actually the root of the issue Mm -hmm. and therefore can help make a change. Because the root of the issue is the murder of people that, again, we walk this earth with, that we walk across this country with. Also, may I remind you that the very land that we live on, white people, was looted yeah. So, but literally, <laughs> my you, people, my people, ancestors, my people looted this yeah. land from CC's people. Yeah. So, for anybody who doesn't know, I'm fifty percent or more Cherokee Native American. So, you know, I'm I've I've seen prejudice against my own family members. This is a whole other topic. I really don't want to get into it because, again, I'm not making it about me. But mm-hmm. it comes down to. Like, there is so much systemic prejudice, Mm -hmm. racism, hate Mm -hmm. that this country was built on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the way that you and I both believe in the world and spiritually how things work, like, that doesn't just go away. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't just dissipate. These things are carried through generations and... I've had family members that were called names because the color of their skin, because mm-hmm. they were dark, mm-hmm. you know, and they lived in neighborhoods that were primarily white. And so, you know, there is so, so many, there are so many areas of the country that this is happening in every day, mm-hmm. you know, here where we live. And if we as white people don't stand up to this, it will not change. Mm-hmm. And one way that we can go back to, um, to if you're not sure, like, <laughs> whether or not you're racist or whether or not, you know, you're privileged. I mean, you are, but is to step outside of your comfort zone mm-hmm. and build some relationships with people in your community Mm-hmm. that are minorities people yeah. of color like mm-hmm. if you're only surrounding yourself with the people who have the same beliefs as you even you know like that's another thing like even within white people like talk to people with different opinions than you yeah we have to be willing to open our minds and our our eyes and our ears mm-hmm. to what's going on because it's the only way that we're going to be able to learn right you know be curious mm-hmm You know, I got to say, like, my reality is not the only one. My experiences are not the only one. Just because you may have had a positive experience with police, which I'm so glad that you have, doesn't mean that millions of other people haven't. You're you're privileged that that's your your experience. Mm -hmm. Just because you may have, you know, 
gotten off for certain crimes you've committed or had a certain experience in the prison system or, you know, have had a certain experience um, with certain populations doesn't mean that that's the same way that it is for millions of others of people. Um, so it's just really, really important for us to consider one another, to mm -hmm. consider that we are not the only ones living this life, to consider that we are not the only ones that are having experiences in this life, right. in this country, um, that there are so many <laughs> other people that are living and breathing and trying to live and breathe that are outside of our families and outside of our friend groups, you know, and so much of this like just comes down from a total and complete lack of understanding. Mm -hmm. Like you do not have to have literally been in someone else's shoes to try to have empathy for them or love for them. Like empathy is envisioning, imagining what it's like to be in someone else's right. shoes. And so that means like alluding what to CC said, like asking questions, you know, researching stories. Like, listen, I have, you know, very much seen that black people are exhausted. They're exhausted they're of having tired to of talk. Having, yes. Yeah. They're tired of having to, you know, explain to us what that's like, but it doesn't and it's mean not their responsibility anymore to have to teach us no. about this. So we need to teach ourselves. Yep. Um, and it's really important, you know, to consider that if we want things to change, well, these are the things that we have to do. Like we have to take responsibility. And if you don't want things to change because of the way that you benefit from your privilege, well, let me tell you, this is not going to end anytime soon. Mm -hmm. So sorry to say. Yeah. So I think it comes down to when, trying to do better and, and to be better is to realize that it's going to take a lot of humility, mm -hmm. you know, as a, a person of privilege to be able to say like, I don't know everything. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. uh, even if you haven't, you know, even if you have done some work in, in learning about our history and African-American history in this country, like there is more to be learned. Mm-hmm. And, we were talking about this earlier. I was saying, you know, I feel guilty that I haven't done anything until now. You know, like, mm -hmm. we've seen it. All all of the other deaths that have happened over the years, they come on the news. You know, I watch it. I cry. I'm devastated. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, this. Is, I can't believe this is happening. And then, like, you know, the next news story comes up and it's like, what, what, we didn't do anything, mm -hmm. you know, we didn't speak up. So like I've, I've had to almost like have to forgive myself for, for not speaking up and not acting on this mm -hmm. in the past. When I, when this, um, all broke out and I started to put up a ton of anti-racism resources on my personal social media and then on my, um, my private practices, social media, um, I put something out there that said something along the lines of, you know, like as a mental health professional, you know, I, I've spent over a decade in training outside of school, mm -hmm. you know, being trained in cultural competency and the history of the human race and human behavior. And so as a, again, as I said earlier in the beginning of the episode, like, so as a professional and a human being, like it's my duty to advocate and mm -hmm. speak up for people who aren't heard. And if you felt uncomfortable by any of the things that I was sharing, there's a much bigger issue at play here that I encourage you to take a look at. Like you feel uncomfortable because you're benefiting from the oppression of these populations, mm -hmm. particularly the black community. And that's okay. Like it is what it is, but it's not working. And when I say it's okay, I mean that just the fact of like, it, it's not your fault, but at, at this we point, like, better. yeah, we need to do better. You know, that there's all this information coming out now. If you're continuing to purposefully put a, you know, put a blind eye to it, like that, that's really sad. Um, I'm quoting this, but something is terribly wrong. If the pain, sorrow and outrage of a people makes you more uncomfortable than murder itself. I feel very heavy right now. Me too. And listen, I also think it's important to say, like, 
for our loved ones, for friends, and and for anyone going through this that don't share in our beliefs. Mm-hmm. Like I've been trying really hard to still make sure that I'm exhibiting love to all. Yes. Because through this, like at least for I know you and I, like we're not trying for this to be more divisive exactly. than it already is. That's why we're here in the first place. So but I have to say, yes, <laughs> I have to add. It's okay. Like, I, like I, I said in the beginning, like, I've tried to come from that place where, like, you know, I can look at somebody's opinion, what they have to say, and try to under, try to put myself into their shoes for why, why they believe what they believe, you know, w- which isn't the same as I believe. Mm-hmm. But also, it come there comes a point. And this goes with any relationship in life. And we've talked about this mm-hmm. where your beliefs are that another person's life doesn't matter as much as yours. Mm-hmm. And at some point I've had to cut people off because it's not that we disagree about politics. Right. It's not that we disagree about like, I don't know, the dumb shit that we we normally talk about. Mm-hmm. It's that you don't value another person's life. And like at the end of the day, like I can't get down with that. I hear you. You know, I'm always going to try to love you based on the simple fact that you're a human being and for all of your humanness and for the fact too that, and this just goes along with so much of my training, like understanding that everyone is flawed and Mm -hmm. you know, it's not as simple as being good or bad. Like I was alluding to earlier, but yeah, you know, we really need to be doing, um, you know, a much better job at not being so self-centered. Yeah. And maybe we would like one another a little bit more. Because <laughs> I can love you, but, but I, I can certainly like not you. like you. <laughs> um, remember, we're keeping this, at, you know, geared towards what this comes down to. Mm-hmm. All of the other details are just noise and fluff that cloud what the deeper issue is. And this is coming down to trying to be so loving towards people who, has, who have always deserved it, who never did anything to not deserve it, to not receive it from us. Um, they quite literally were born looking a certain way, just like we were born looking a certain way. And somewhere along the line, we decided that it was okay to segregate them and oppress them and treat them differently Hmm. for no other reason other than the simple fact that they look differently to us. They never deserved it. They're never going to deserve it. Let's do better. Yeah. So remember... You are not unlovable until someone loves you. You are and always have been lovable since you got here. Thanks Thanks for for tuning tuning in. in. We We love love you. you.